0: Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us sometimes. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins, and today I'm joined by three friends who joined me last week. First, we have Marianne Fernandez-Silva. Hello. Hello. And we have Sam Schultz. Hi. And Matthew Gatos. Hello. And we are here to talk about a sequel uh, to the film we watched last week. And I like this whole team vibe. I like I like picking a team of people to go through a series of films. It makes me happy.
1: I'm glad I didn't have to do Highlander. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I you're know same. You're very lucky This one's a lot shorter And a lot better I feel yeah. real bad For them For that whole Yeah team. the
2: Highlander series Gets progressively Like worse Well it gets It just jumps off a cliff Real fast It gets bad
1: Worse And then bad again
2: Yeah right? but
0: Yeah I think that's accurate The series we're
2: talking about Here Gets progressively better Right
0: yeah. Maybe yes. I don't know We'll see when we have. But today we were talking About 1987's oh. Evil Dead 2 The year I was born Me before too before I was born that,
3: the After movie I was is older
4: born.
0: than
1: I thought it was. I was surprised when I saw it was from 87.
0: So I was 10 uh-huh. when it was born. <laughs> oh, when it was born? Yeah. That's yeah. adorable. Uh-huh. It was yeah. a little movie baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about Evil Dead 2, and this is going to be a fascinating discussion because, yes, this is That's a podcast... setting a
2: lot of pressure. Well, oh, no, I'm, I'm
0: fascinated. Like, I'm fascinated to talk to everybody about it because this is not... Uh, uh, like, this podcast is about bad movies, but I think... Even though there are bad things about this, I don't know where we're going to come down on it. So um, I'm interested to talk about it. Uh, I was sort of surprised with the the vitriol that I came at Evil Dead with last week. (laughs) Um, And I just want to hear what everybody has to say. But before we get into that, we have to do a 60 second plot dump. And that person is going to be Matthew Gatos again. Yeah.
2: All
4: right. (laughs) I like this continuity.
2: Keep it up. (laughs) My plot summary that I typed up is super long. So I'm going to have to skip through parts of this and hopefully it makes sense. (laughs)
0: praying isn't going to help you sir (laughs) okay in three whoa hold on I started too soon in three two one
2: alright so remember the first movie forget that in this one Ash and his girlfriend Linda go to stay at the cabin in the woods again they find the tape recorder again and once again it discusses finding the book it reads some words and the evil in the woods comes out barrels towards the cabin bursts through the window takes Linda possesses her in the process Ash has to decapitate her and bury her and then the next morning, the unseen evil once again takes Ash, this time possessing him and uh, leaving him for dead, essentially. But the sun comes up, and the evil retreats, and Ash is back to normal. He tries to flee but his uh, in his car, but finds the bridge has been destroyed, much like it was in the first movie. The sun sets again, and once again, the evil is back chasing after him. In the middle of all this, there's a side story about Annie, this woman who found some missing pages of the book. She eventually shows up at the cabin. She and everyone else almost dies or dies, and then I'm running completely out of time because so much happens in this weird-ass movie. At the end, he gets transported back to 300, the year. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 1,300 is what I meant,
2: not 300. So regardless, Two, three, there's a hundred. lot of holes to fill in there that I missed.
0: I mean, kind of. Kind of, not. I, I mean, mean s- plot-wise, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And I mean, that's what this this section of the podcast is really... It is really needed for. It's just yeah. like, this is the overall plot.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't. I, until I started having to s- say it out loud, I didn't realize how many times this happens and then it unhappens and then it happens again and then it mm-hmm. unhappens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't realize how many times that sort of thing happens in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Things <laughs> get possessed. Deer and, heads laugh. It's terrifying.
0: I really enjoy this movie. Like, I. Um, as much as I didn't enjoy Evil Dead 1, this movie is in a very sweet spot for me of horror and comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is definitely a comedy. The, the, the first oh, Evil yeah. Dead is not trying to be a comedy. It's trying to be scary and, and succeeding occasionally. But it is trying to be a really um, grueling experience. This one is... There are still elements of that in here. Like the aforementioned, like the the, the deer laughing the deer head on the wall laughing, that sequence goes on to where it's grating and you are like, this is maddening. Well, I think,
2: yeah, it's like, it's this. the scene is basically everything in the cabin and the cabin itself is kind of becoming possessed. Yeah, And the lamp is laughing at him, the deer head is laughing at him, and then he starts laughing and everyone's kind of going mad all together. But you, you definitely feel in that moment, like it starts off sort of funny and then it just keeps going and you're like, oh, he's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and you have Sam Raimi, who in between Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 had made a film called Crime Wave, which Sam and I want to do on this show because it looks awful.
1: Oh, you sent me the trailer. It was painful. Yeah. It was it's, gross. It's
0: really like it makes you feel bad. Yeah. It made it, me
1: feel slimy when yeah.
0: I was watching it. Um, But in that time, Sam had Obviously, grown as a filmmaker, being Sam Raimi. Oh, sorry, different Sam. (laughs) Sam Raimi had obviously grown as a filmmaker in terms of using shots to tell story. Yeah, and he was working with Peter Deming on this uh, this film, which Peter Deming is a wonderful cinematographer. He shot one of my favorite films, and he's shot a lot more than that. Um, What's your favorite film? One of my favorite films. Well, what is it? It was uh, Lost Highway.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: and I think he shot Mulholland and Drive as well. Oh, wow. So, like, really, really competent. Mm-hmm. Um, director director of photography Mm -hmm. and that sequence that we're talking about is a great illustration of shots helping to tell the story because at the end of it everybody's laughing and the shot starts out on bruce as he's laughing on ash as he's laughing and then it's on dolly track and it's moving around with this wide angle lens and by the end of that dolly track he's gone from going you know ha ha to ah ah," you know and it's it's all contained within the shot and you didn't really have stuff like that. Sam Raimi knew that he could move the camera for fun things, and he wanted to try stuff on Evil Dead. But he wasn't too good at using it to tell a story. And I think in here he really capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. So already, like... They simplified the story. They got.
2: Well, let's talk about the making of this movie here before we get too I, like yeah, no. I, like
0: I feel like they didn't simplify the story. No, I felt
4: like
2: they complicated it. You hear me try so to say much. the story, and I'm looking through my notes now. There's <laughs> so many things that I didn't say that yeah. happened in this movie.
4: Yeah, I was looking at my plot summary too, and I'm like, you missed that and that yeah. and that. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the fact that he, he cuts off his him.
2: own hand and replaces it with a yeah. chainsaw. That is a
4: significant plot point.
2: <laughs> it's it's pretty big. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. I to should. The overall like, Evil Dead universe. Ash getting a chainsaw hand is one of the biggest mm-hmm. things. It's one of yeah. the most
0: iconic horror things. Yeah. It doesn't actually last that
1: long in terms of like screen time. No. Yeah, no he, gets, no, he gets it pretty late. He gets his
4: hand off in the, like early on, but then right, he doesn't get the chainsaw until, until the, the end. very
1: end of the movie. And then he
0: gets rid of it pretty quick in, in army, army of darkness. darkness. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this, after crime wave came out, uh, it was a
2: disaster. Um, at the box office. It was th- only
1: released in two states. Yeah, I think. it
2: was. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Alaska and Kansas or That's something? That's not a good team. <laughs> That's no. weird. No offense to Alaska and Kansas, but you don't
1: got a lot of people to see movies. For some mm-hmm. reason, they had to release it in a couple states to get on TV. Yes. I think is what it was. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, for HBO's rights, yeah. I think is the way it worked Why out. I, it? I don't. It seems weird. I don't okay. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to, when we. I'm going to dig deep into that when we bring it on the show. Okay. Um, so after that, Sam and Rob Tappert and Bruce Campbell all knew that, like, okay, we can't have another flop. We can't have something. And then somebody was like, um, Irvin Shapiro, who they had met and helped produce Evil Dead, said, You should make Evil Dead 2. And all of them were kind of like, I don't know if that's a really good idea. And then, uh, I guess Irvin. Created posters that uh, for Evil Dead Two and just sent them out as though it's coming, oh,
1: no. and so they were
0: like okay well maybe we should think about doing that.
1: Was it the poster with a skull on it that has nothing to do with the movie? I don't think so, but oh, that yeah. would make sense. Like The DVD cover, yeah, yeah. the skull with the eyes, like a, eyes, yeah. Eyes yeah. So skull. when
0: I worked in a video store, well, I didn't work there. My, my dad and brother owned the video store. We had when you loitered at a video. When store. I loitered <laughs> at a video store, you know what? I did work there occasionally. So, um, but when I was there, we had. A little, a, a hanging sign for Evil Dead Two with that skull on it with the eyeballs, and it is. I remember as a kid not wanting to look at it. Yeah. Like it is a creepy image. Mm-hmm.
1: I have the same. Uh, walking into a really, like really small video store and walking past that DVD and just being like, whatever that is, I want nothing to do with it because <laughs> it does not communicate at all that this is like a wacky movie that probably kids would kind of be into. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The the marketing is all over the place. It's like scary and a little bit. It looks like there's something sexy about the eyes to me, but that might just be my (laughs) own. (laughs) Can we spend the next hour unpacking (laughs) that? No, No,
0: please no. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, they were like, okay, well, maybe we should do it. And then uh, they met Dino De Laurentiis. Dino De Laurentiis, uh, Italian producer who's working in the States and wanted to. Partner with them. Really liked the reception that uh, Evil Dead 1 got, but he was trying to get them to... uh, Dino De Laurentiis had just partnered with Stephen King to do a bunch of his films. The first one... Mm -mm. Maximum maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. (laughs) and Not a good start. Uh, And uh, De Laurentiis asked if Sam Raimi would do an adaptation of Thinner. Uh. Um, And Sam really wasn't into it. And so then Irvin Shapiro was kind of like, well, Dino, why don't you have him do Evil Dead 2? And so he pushed them to do Evil Dead 2. They came up with the script, which they had already sort of developed because Sam wrote me once and they just
3: basically. Well, (laughs) but this is
0: the thing. So originally, Evil Dead 2 was going to be called Medieval Dead. Oh. Evil Dead. What? Yeah. So at the end of Evil Dead <laughs> That's 1. That's a pretty good title. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Actually makes a lot more sense than Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into that naming thing when we yeah. talk about that movie. But but for Evil Dead 2, it was going to be called Medieval Dead because at the end of Evil Dead 1, the thing was going to send him back in time.
3: All and right. so Evil sure. Dead 2 was originally
0: <laughs> yeah. supposed to be Army of Darkness. Okay. okay. Uh, they petitioned for a higher budget. They got a lower budget and realized, okay, we can't do that. So mm-hmm. this movie costs three point five million dollars, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is a, a pretty hefty increase from the three hundred fifty thousand dollars they had for um, Evil Dead One.
1: Yeah, but the makeup, but it's on the screen, and you some can of the stuff it. like
2: some of the stuff looks like it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Other stuff we'll probably get to does not. No. Nope. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I have a very specific moment where I'm like, delete this from my movie, please. Okay. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. I'm fascinated. We'll get Same.
0: Uh so they said about making it the the making of this went much more smoothly than Evil Dead 1. They shot in Wade'sboro, North
2: Carolina, I think. I think it was in North Carolina.
0: Yeah, it was it's in Wade'sboro, wherever Wade'sboro is, <laughs> and it's where Steven Sp- like the actual location is where Spielberg shot uh, Color Purple. So oh. uh Wait, their, their like offices. the literal,
1: like, the cabin? And well, the cabin was no? constructed.
2: Okay. Yeah, there's some scenes when Ash is running through the cabin that you can see above the cabin. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, can you, can see, see like you can see the set. You can see that where the set ends. Okay. Yeah. yeah. the
0: the old The old big house that was in the color purple w- became their offices. Okay. Uh, and then huh. they constructed the outside of the cabin. There, the inside of the cabin was um,
2: inside of a gym. junior
0: high. I was yeah. at a junior high. Oh, okay. They built in the gym so that cool. way they could like drain it out. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was also really hot. So I mean, this went pretty smoothly. When it finally opened, it opened to moderate success. It had a, it didn't go to again to a lot of theaters, but it went to enough that it made I think five, a little over five million. So it made back its money, and then it grew, like its popularity grew, and a lot of people who saw it were like, "Have you seen this weird movie?" Mm-hmm. Was um,
1: this when there were video stores? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes.
0: This this it grew on video. Okay. Like it became a a, a darling of home video. Right. So. Yeah. And then after that, career started to take off. So mm-hmm. this was the thing that turned Sam Raimi's career around, mm-hmm. really. And Bruce Campbell's and Robert Tappert's. So, yeah. And uh, the other thing was it launched K&B FX. k is uh, three guys. Robert Kurtzman. It's all K&B are their last names. Robert Kurtzman, Greg Nicotero and Howard Berger. Uh, created K and B effects, and they worked on this film. They worked on the Creep Show films. They, oh. they, and they're now like Walking Dead. They now the Walking Dead. Like oh, they do yeah. all of those effects. Like Greg Nicotero has directed huh. some of the Walking Dead. Like
2: yeah, he's like the guy behind uh, Walking Dead. Like like has been there since the beginning to yeah. all the effects. He's directed some episodes. Like yeah. and
0: say what you will about Walking Dead. I think it, it's really turned. It's, I don't know if anybody here watches Walking Dead. I do. I oh that's right. Yeah, because I gave up in season five.
3: Yeah, um, same.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I stood I was watching it with a bunch of friends and co-workers and then we got to the end of season five I stood up and I said well it's been nice watching this show with you all <laughs> I'm not coming back no, I, wanted to know what happened. I think I made so it
2: bad. to the season break in season five and I was like that's good I think we're mm-hmm. good yeah, yeah.
0: but uh, say whatever you will about it I, I I don't think it's a great show I think it's got some great qualities but one of those great qualities is the makeup effects mm-hmm. in that oh, show. Yeah. Are- I mean, especially
2: early on, like in the first episode, maybe I think it's like the the half lady yeah. across the grass. Yeah. It's just like. Instantly unsettling, and it's like, yeah, Greg Nicotero, you're very good at your job. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've, never, I've never seen that show, but whenever it's like, you won't believe how this person died, okay. I always watch the YouTube video of how they died, and it's always like,
3: no, <laughs> <laughs>
0: very horrible. Yeah, there's some pretty, there there's some pretty horrible stuff in it, but yeah, yeah. and uh, they get some really
4: good like extras, yeah, to play do. the zombies. Mm-hmm. They're very good at the, being extra zombies and makeup is top notch for every single one and
0: you know KMB was also a proponent of uh, very much like Stan Winston who's another you know uh, really great makeup effects practical effects person that it's about building a character it's Mm -hmm. not as much about making a cool effect as it is like we got to make this character and I think there are there's one specifically but two in this uh, movie in Evil Dead 2 that I think are really like compellingly made Horrible characters mm-hmm. um, Evil Ed The guy with all the teeth Is like That is I hate that guy Yeah like Which one was that one? So that's her that's Boyfriend or That's Annie something. Noby's boyfriend oh, Or whatever yeah 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 um, That piece is of Is he in a boyfriend? I was kind of confused not, If you like, had a research They smooch each partner. other Oh they do Yeah
3: they do smooch they each smooch other. They smooch at okay. the very beginning. At first, I she doesn't seem too like, broken up about Ooh, his death. Yeah, that, <laughs> no. that, yeah thats the shot. Image. That too many, shot.
1: Too
0: many is teeth. Ugh, One I of the him, yeah. like Ooh. when when I'm this is an audio format. So, but <laughs> yeah, like to there's to the a notes. there's a moment where just
3: Google
2: Evil Ed Evil Dead Two, yeah. and you'll see horrendous things. Yeah.
0: yeah, like it is an incredible piece of makeup. So, so all of that combines together and to create yeah. this thing that like. Originally, like, yeah, they had the first one, and it was, you know, pretty successful. And then they fell off, and they came back to it, and now they have a, a career. And Sam Raimi's gone on to become one of the, you know, the most powerful directors uh, directed working all in Hollywood. all
2: three Spider-Mans. That a- <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's had his ups and downs. <laughs> the first of however many Spider-Man movies we are now at, he directed those first three. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, and he's made some of the-
2: There's nothing
1: wrong with a bunch of Spider-Man movies. Everybody loves Spider-Man. No, but like I
2: realized when I said he directed all three. Yeah, yeah. there's not just three.
1: He directed the one that there are three of.
3: Yes, he directed the
0: Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. There we go. That's a much easier way to say that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but he's also made some really good movies uh, apart from that. He made a great film called A Simple Plan uh, with Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton and Bridget Fonda, and it's like it's a really compelling, very Coen Brothers. Uh, movie interesting note when they were making this film they were living in a house with the Coen brothers and um, Scott Spiegel who was a co-writer and Holly Hunter and uh, Kathy Bates they were all sharing <laughs> weird what yeah.
1: were they all just working on different things in the area or something yeah but they
0: were all from the same area so was okay. Kathy
1: Bates there yeah
0: what was she doing <laughs> uh, she was uh, you know just hanging out well hanging no out. she they were all working actors oh. and you know they were at the very beginnings of their careers right so yeah, it's a it's a really and the character of Bobby Joe in this is mm-hmm. based on Holly Hunter because that makes oh, a yeah. lot of sense you know, yeah. because Scott just. She just had that sass, that yeah. Holly Hunter sass right. mm-hmm. uh, that we all love about Holly Hunter. So there's the making of it. Like that's how it all came together. That sounds very nice, it right? Like yeah. compared to the first yeah. oh, one, I think I like Kathy Bates and make a horror movie yeah. in your high gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure that like every film set, there were problems and there were bad things that happened, and you know, but it seemed like a normal film shoot.
1: Right, mm-hmm. they weren't in a real cabin for. Um,
0: uh, two like months, three months, almost yeah. oh, like twelve weeks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't sleeping on a hill Waking because up some with strangers in the looking house. At yeah. You. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so they probably had craft services. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Now there's only one of us in this room that had never seen this before. That's you. That's Spoiler alert! It's me, <laughs> <Yeah>. and
3: I'm <laughs> the really person
1: who also had not seen
0: it. <laughs> <that> yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, I think we all have seen it, and we'll get to our feelings on it here in a second. But Mariana, I'd like for you to share what was your experience with this like, a- including when I gave you a DVD that didn't work.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean that's the DVD's fault That's not the movie's fault It's that's fine true. My yes. DVD worked just yes, fine Yes Sam's DVD It worked <laughs> lovely Well and
0: I got mine back And looked, turned it over And it was like filthy It was yeah. like what happened yeah. oh, no. so, I don't
4: I don't have any cloths To clean it or anything so I do not mm, want to ruin it Or scratch it uh,
0: Clearly this was my fault Anyway Yeah But yeah tell me about Your experience with it
4: I enjoyed it more Than the first Evil Dead. Sure. Um, I was very, very confused in the very beginning because I'm like, "Wait a second, are we doing this again? <laughs> is this a reboot? Is this what is this? Am I gonna have to watch this whole movie all over again?" I don't. I what? mean, kind of,
3: yes. Yeah.
4: Well, you couldn't watch clips of it on the internet back then, so yeah, they, they had to catch people, had to refresh your people. memory, refresh, and yeah. then I found out and that also like alter
1: it. Also, nobody saw the first one, so
4: yeah, I don't know. Well, I saw, I looked it up, and they were like, "Well, they couldn't redo the all entire right. beginning because, or the first movie because." of the rights I'm like well I guess that makes right. sense also I kind of appreciated that they just like no, nah, we're going to retcon all of it forget it it didn't exist because I didn't like that m- the first movie so <laughs> I appreciated that <laughs> but in Ash vs. Evil
1: Dead
0: they reference stuff from the first movie right? they do oh. so it does kind uh, of. but happen. they also, also have him retconned. say a couple times where he's like well because he goes back in time at one point in Ash vs. Evil Dead to the cabin and he's like okay well now I gotta go down to the cellar to find the book Except for one time, I found it over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. deal with that later. So. That
4: was... Well, mm, I'll get to that later. That was the <laughs> thing that bothered me to no end. Is that, like, in the beginning of the movie, I could have sworn the book was there. Yeah. But then Annie, is that her name, like, brought pages from the same book. And they had to go back into the cellar because the pages were in the cellar. But I'm like, but... You had the book. Where did it go?
2: Well, the book was always up there. They Those extra pages got thrown in the basement by uh, overall man. Oh, yeah. By... Were
4: they actual extra pages? Yeah. I thought they were just, like, copies that she found. No. I thought they were extra pages that think... they
2: also found. And yeah. so she was trying to, like, bring them to her dad. Yes. They were previously unknown pages of the, pages of the Necronomicon. Pl- yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, got it. It was and like
4: an so,
1: appendix. Yeah. Got it. Think, yeah. It was where the nice spells were. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Undo spells right here. <laughs> yeah. Here this, is, this is
0: a counter spell. Sudden,
4: yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I had more fun watching this one. Um, It was still absolutely like bonkers and ridiculous. And I wouldn't ever call this a good movie, but that's fine. Oh, we'll get there. We'll um, get- <laughs> I n- did not expect it to be as like wacky as it was.
0: This is a wacky movie. It, yes. It,
4: I. It took me a minute to realize, oh, this is not a traditional, this is not a horror movie anymore. It's not, at least not in the traditional sense. It is... It did the same thing that Sharknado did, which the first one was took itself very seriously, and then the second one and the ones after did not take themselves seriously at all.
2: Wait, did Sharknado one take itself seriously? Oh yeah.
4: It did? It did.
0: Oh yeah, much more than the others. Oh, I had yeah. no idea. No, I mean it's still a low budget asylum picture, so they know
2: what they're doing. Yeah. But um, it was it it wasn't as self referential. Huh, correct. Right. Like, there are some asylum movies that don't lean into the humor. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
4: It didn't uh, lean into the humor nearly as much nice. as it. And now
2: as this, that we're as having this discussion, I realize that we're probably going to end up doing the Sharknado like, trilogy.
0: I'm on board. I love that
4: series. <laughs> uh, All right, fine. well, you're signed up for it then. Already,
0: I think we've already gotten five. I think the fifth one is out. Oh, God. Because it's called The know. Fifth Awakens or something like that. Is uh,
1: that, that like that's that's a joke? Not, I don't
0: get it. It's like The Force, kind of. But no, It was The Fourth Awakens. That makes the way better. I think... I'm sorry, Asylum. I think that's my fault. <laughs> uh, whatever. Uh, but
4: anyway, back to uh, the movie on topic. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really, I don't know. It was just kind of like very over the top with the acting. And I kind of, parts of it, specifically uh, Bruce Campbell's performance, was reminded me a lot of. Um, so on the, I think it was the commentary for Goonies, maybe. Um, I forgot the director's name, but he was like... Richard Donner. Thank you, Richard Donner, would say that like... Or maybe it was the actors that would say that Richard Donner would tell them whenever they needed to react to something, big eyes, big eyes, guys, big (laughs) eyes. Because (laughs) they're kids and that's what you say And this entire movie. I just like kept seeing Bruce Bruce Campbell and kept thinking, big eyes, big eyes, Bruce, big eyes.
0: I really, I, I don't know if... I think I was the only one to go back and listen to the commentary. I don't know, Matt, did you? I did not. Okay, so... If you haven't listened to the commentary for Evil Dead 2 with Greg Nicotero, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell and Scott Spiegel, it is possibly my favorite commentary I've ever listened to. They all four of them are just a hoot to to listen to talk about this movie. Mm-hmm. And Sam Raimi is so gleefully mean to Bruce Campbell. But it's like they're, they've been best <laughs> they've friends forever. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, they've been best friends since I think elementary school. Yeah. Like they have known each other forever forever. And there are moments where it'll be quiet and they'll Bruce will have a moment and Sam Raimi will say something like Should've done a camera thing there. Rather than rely
2: on your quote acting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. And
2: it's fair. but oh, you no. can tell that they love each other. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think Bruce Campbell is also one of the most self aware humans oh, he is. on the planet. Yeah. And like when he in his books, he's talked about it, like the way he talks about himself in his books and in commentaries and interviews, like he knows what he's good at and what he's not good at. Like he yeah, knows why yeah. he is in the position he is in mm-hmm. in the movie world. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a little dig from Sam Raimi is going to do much harm to Bruce Campbell's ego. No, uh, and they
0: no. and they both have fun with each other. Like that's the thing. Both of them are poking at each other. Yeah. In it. Um time, like you can. There's a moment when Ash is driving his car. And a branch, like a branch just sort of, you know, he's driving by and it's it's old movie making tricks where the car is not moving, but they're slapping branches against the tree Mm -hmm. to make it look like he's moving. And one of them flies through the window and smacks him in the face. And then you hear Bruce Campbell go, I think you can tell that one was piloted by Sam Raimi. (laughs) It's like that's, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, okay. More enjoyable than the first one. Yeah. More of a movie, I think, would be what you say <laughs> like, It's not just a collection of things.
4: Yeah. There is still definitely a fair amount of cool shot, bro, moments. Um, oh, yeah.
0: That's the Sam Raimi story. It is
4: the Sam Raimi story. Yeah. Uh, and cool edit, bro, it's moments. Like, but it's Sam Raimi's uh, kind
2: of, this is going to be, I think, maybe disagreed with by some people in this room. I feel like he's like an unpolished Edgar Wright. Yeah, when it oh, comes that's to I, his editing uh, and yeah. shot choices on things, yeah. I feel like if you compare the way Edgar Wright makes movies, it's like a slightly more thoughtful Sam Raimi. Yeah, I'm so
4: a, I'm a bad movie student, and I have I'm not that familiar with Edgar Wright's hold on, work. Let me, let me. Shaun
2: of the Dead, Hot Fuzz.
4: Oh, okay, Baby yeah, Driver. Baby Driver. Nope, but um, oh, Hot Fuzz, I got yeah. him. But Scott just like the, the
2: quick, the quick cutting, the quick the match cuts. The yeah, yeah. especially yeah. like uh, for instance, like. The scene uh, of Ash getting his chainsaw arm of, like, close-up, ch- close-up, mm-hmm. ch- close-up, like, those quick little shots of, yeah. like, a montage. Like, Edgar Wright does that in almost every one of his movies.
0: I mean, I would be willing to bet Edgar Wright would list oh, this absolutely. as, a, as an, a big inspiration yes. for him.
2: I just think Edgar Wright
0: happens to do it a little better. Edgar oh, Wright's
1: movies are, like, they flow like water. Yeah, And then Sam <laughs> Raimi's movies are, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like a roller coaster water in your almost. Face. <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah, or pudding. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, like, sure, I, I like a lot of Sam Raimi's movies, but I would not describe any of them as like flowing. Like
4: no, th- they, they flow like corn syrup mixed with uh, red food
3: coloring
1: yes.
4: and cocoa powder.
1: Oh. Is that what it's made out of? That's, That's fake blood. Uh, yeah, when uh-huh. you do
4: fake blood on your face, you should generally use like. One that cocoa powder yeah it make it stick to make it better? thicker and like darker mm. yeah so if you and just
2: do the red food coloring and the corn syrup it'll just be very bright neon red oh like in this movie <laughs> some of the blood in this <laughs> yeah, movie is very, yeah some very of the lighter light. red does not have enough cocoa in there yeah.
0: a lot of that they were trying to avoid an x-rating which they still got oh
4: cartoon uh, blood
1: is that what it was is yeah, that it was they black. Were trying, that's well, why some of it was black. Some of it was so There's
4: green blood. blood there's, there's green blood. Yeah. 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 Oh, still... the green blood. Yeah. yeah. I love them, Every
2: time there's a ton of blood, it gets splattered everywhere. They cut shots of it hitting this and hitting that person and hitting this. And they cut to a wide of everyone reacting like, oh, God, that was terrible. And there's no blood,
4: there's
0: no blood anywhere in right? yeah. <laughs> the
2: entire cabin. Barely because... even on their faces? Like,
4: yeah. not even Yeah. Enough.
0: Because they were making these decisions sort of as they were shooting the scene, they would be like, you know, it would be cool. <laughs> if when that thing took him under the the. The oh my the god! That is really cool. <laughs> it is cool. Why is she still holding on to him though? <laughs> I don't like, know. You're not Why doesn't she pull... pull out two legs stumps?
2: Yeah, what is be that man's too? name? The overalls man.
0: Oh god! What is his name? Bobby Joe's
2: man. Boy, yeah, yeah, Bobby Joe's Friend. man gets pulled into the cellar door and just blends
3: yeah. <laughs> into blood. Like <laughs> yeah. there's
2: just like a, a typhoon shoots out from the cellar, and uh-huh. it's just like the lightest. Red, you've ever seen it's Kool Aid, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's absolutely Kool Aid. It pours it's out strawberry lemonade 15 blood. seconds, <laughs> yeah, just shooting out. And you're right, she holds on to his legs like maybe he'll be okay. Right. <laughs> it's like that's more blood than one human body has. Yeah, his name is
1: Jake. All right, Jake, that's not a very good hillbilly name that's at all.
0: Got- this is my grandfather's name, and he wasn't a hillbilly. Oh, well, there you go. I thought you were going to be like, and he was the best hillbilly. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Anyway. A little uh, bit of hillbilly. Sam, I'm interested in your feelings about this movie, because you really like Evil Dead One. I do
1: really like Evil Dead One. I think that this movie is not a horror movie, so mm-hmm. uh Evil Dead One just has such a, like, uh It's uh, last time you educated me enough for me to realize that it was lazily made, which I think is (laughs) very true. But I feel like Evil Dead 1 has a pathological scariness to it. Like you're watching your friends get murdered. You're watching your girlfriend turn into a zombie. Everything is real and gooey. It was gooier in a more like uh, aesthetically pleasing way to me, I Hmm. think. And this movie's so slick that it's never like – It's never scary in the same way that Evil Dead One is scary. I don't think, but I don't know if that means I like that one more than this one or not. I just feel like I'm not. I'm less attached to the characters in this one even than I was in the other one, because at least those characters know each other. Well, an interesting
0: thing to me that I think it was one of you two. I can't remember that brought up uh, the the nice the nice point of having the sister.
1: Yeah, the fact that it's a sister in the basement. I think is something they could have played with more, but it's also something that's like, gives such a
2: real like creepy connection to it. And one of the things we talked about last time was like we all kind of wanted them to lean into that even more. Yeah. And yeah. To get more personable. Yeah. <laughs> and they did less. They got and less. And the
1: mom is so, the mom is, I think a lot of what I remember the sister being in the first one is actually the mom in this one yeah. in the basement. Mm-hmm. and But she's like, there's some disconnect there where she's a little bit too wacky. Where, where... Ash's sister, what's her name? Cheryl. Cheryl? Cheryl. Cheryl. is more like sinister, but the mom like her head turns into a, like a weird thing that makes monkey sounds and then it's not yeah, scary anymore. No. Like there's a few parts in this movie where it's like now it's spooky, but then
0: some like stop motion thing will happen and now it's not spooky anymore. I guess. Well, yeah, I it's a different movie. Like it it, it doesn't feel like it's even a part of the same universe. Yeah. Like it, it does feel very separate from Evil Dead One.
4: I'd even argue that certain scenes in this movie don't feel like it's in the same movie as this movie. Sometimes,
0: what's an example uh, of
4: that? I don't know. I just feel like, like the scene, the like the tree attacking scene, which Mm -hmm. is not a rape scene. Bless this movie for that. Um, Like it's very, it it's like a very very serious, like scary moment. moment The the rest of the movie, moment, Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, and it it's almost really like creepy. doesn't fit in with the other like slapsticky scary moments. Right, and very intense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's,
0: it's, not, it's not just that it is the idea scary, which it is. It's also like that sequence is really intense. Yeah, yeah. like and she gets
4: dragged through the woods and like presumably like splatters off, against a yeah, tree. Splatters yeah, splatters against <laughs> a giant tree Surprisingly, we c- don't see her she death. She like, yeah. We see
2: almost everyone else's incredibly gory death. Yeah. But like for her, we just see like, her dragged towards a tree at like full speed yeah. and then it cuts to black or
0: whatever. I totally okay.
4: kept expecting her to come back and she never did. I'm yeah. like, Oh, she that done. was dark.
0: Well, that's the thing. Like, okay. Remember in our discussion about evil dead one, and you know, apart from the idea that the rape scene was just awful, but we had the idea of like, it would be more powerful if you didn't see mm-hmm. what happened. Interestingly, they filmed more of this scene in evil Ooh. dead two, which Originally, in the original script, it was going to be um, a bunch of uh, ex-cons that were tormenting Bruce.
1: Wait, what?
0: Huh? Yeah, originally, he was going to be stuck in the cabin, and there were going to be these ex-cons who were like looking for stolen gold that sounds or so
2: something. bad. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they were going to go with that? Well, What? Is what? that, <laughs> oh, brother, where art thou? <laughs>
3: that,
2: if you think about it, it, oh, brother, where art thou, they go. It's like a little Easter egg. The cabin they go oh, to yeah, to find they the, do. the gold or whatever is the, the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead cabin?
0: Oh man, that could have been inspired. Oh, by I forgot that. about it's that. Like, yeah, because the Coens yeah. and 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 the Raimi camp were yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. So, but Super it was... Somebody make that movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, or not? It's, it's a fine. Freequel. We don't need to do that. No. Just have it as an end credit scene. It's yeah. Simple. Um. But originally they were going to show the the character being dragged to that log and it was going to split them in half.
1: Huh. But.
0: <laughs> But they decided to go with it going to black, and I loved that. I yeah, like that. it works way better. That is really effective because I went, yeah. "What happened?" And I was like, "You." I was like, "Is she going to come back possessed?" No, she's just gone. Yeah, yeah. like it's like did there's the
1: tree a tree eater. Did she splatter into mist? Did she?
0: Yeah. Ugh. There's a movie that I don't think is great, but I think has effective. Scenes in it called The Grudge, which is uh-huh. oh uh, yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh, The remake. Um, I haven't seen the original, but uh, which is surprising because I like original Japanese horror. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one, I watched it and there was one moment in it in particular that really freaked me out when I saw it. And it's it's about this ghost who uh, is haunted because something violent happened. I can't remember completely. Mm -hmm. But uh, at one point, a woman looks under her sheet and the ghost is on her. And she screams, and then we cut out to a wide shot of the bed, and like in a puff, the sheet just collapses. And yeah, she's and she gone gets like to? absorbed by the by the bed. Ah. Yeah, and uh, it and yeah. it's it Woo-hoo-hoo. and that's it, and it is one of the creepiest damn things. Because it's like my whole brain is going, where did she go? Yeah. Mm-hmm you know it, it's so stuff like that I think is really effective and it's just that like you don't need to see everything mm-hmm. showing
2: some restraint yeah I think is something that this movie could have even benefited more from I, but I don't think, know. I uh, think <laughs> but I think that's one of the instances where like because whatever reason they didn't use what they shot of it yeah it is more effective that she just disappears
1: but I think it has the effect like you said where it feels like that maybe is a different movie. It's kind of a patchwork yeah. movie.
2: Well, because we've already had some wackiness before that. Yeah. So tons I think of wackiness. like only exclusively jump... wackiness. Basically. Yeah. We jump from. Well, I think the beginning stuff with Linda is kind of terrifying when she's first possessed.
4: Uh, it starts off with that. That weird dance scene, though. But before mm-hmm. dancing. Oh, 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 Before
2: oh. the dance scene, when they first get to the cabin, they hear the tape recorder and like she gets pulled out. She gets pulled out. He he has to like he drives away. He gets pulled through the woods. All that stuff's kind of terrifying. But I think, well, we I, start to get too wacky, and then to get pulled back into a super serious tree attack scene, we're like, "What? Why? Why is this happening in this movie?" Yeah,
0: yeah. it's 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 weird because this movie ramps up. Like, it mm-hmm. starts like, okay, it's Evil Dead, right? Yeah, okay, we're going to a haunted cabin. Okay, cool. Oh no, that and it really starts off. Yes. Quickly, mm-hmm. like
4: both movies, like escalate very,
0: quickly. very quickly, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, now, I like slow movies. I like slow movies with the I also like it when it just doesn't waste any time and it just mm-hmm. goes into it. So I appreciate that. But, you know, Matt's right. At first, it seems fairly traditional possessed, you know, possessed girlfriend. Oh, he has to kill her. Oh, no. Then it amps up and like her. She starts slamming his head into the window and it's very slapstick.
2: Like mm-hmm. part of that is the performance. And also part of that is the bad puppet hands. Well, yeah, that are but grabbing his yeah. head.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's true, but it's still, it's like it, how many times? And then it's his performance. And that's the director saying, yes, that is the performance we're going to use. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. there's that. But then there's also, um, he fights her severed head. <laughs> she, oh. it, or she bites him on the hand and he's just and he's rolling around. around. Yeah. You absurd. know, it's, it's all goofy and absurd. Uh-huh. Um, and then of course that, uh, infects him, and that's where we have the dramatic reading <gasps> of this <Yes>! week. <laughs> Ash is running around. Uh, he's chopped his girlfriend's head in half again, I think. She, she put her in a vice grip, and then... <laughs> yeah, he chopped it up, he chopped up, it up. Sure Yeah, least, he chopped it yeah, at up. At least in half. And. Yeah. and and he, well, you actually find out what happens in Ash vs. Evil Dead, just in case. He Ooh, uh, okay. But uh, the hand starts to change, and then it's it, its obviously not his hand anymore. The nails grow, and then he screams to the heavens, Bastards,
4: give me back my
3: hand!
4: <laughs> I like that part a
0: lot. <laughs> this has been today's dramatic reading. Oh, sorry.
4: I'm glad you took my suggestion. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was
2: that was going to be. Woodshed. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so
0: stupid. Why they have to put that part in the movie? He even talks about it in the commentary. He does. Bruce talks about that he got all kinds of crap from uh from Kurt Russell when he was on Escape from L.A. Ugh. Kurt, Kurt Russell, Russell wa- has no room to talk. Kurt Russell walks up to him and goes, "Say workshed."
2: Is it work or wood? It's, work shed. it's workshed. Workshed. It's yeah. so dumb. It's said very. It's, it's like weirdly breathy and like mm-hmm. quick and like clearly dubbed over 80 hard, Yeah, where yeah really badly 80 And
1: somebody was like well i don't understand where he's going we <laughs> yeah, have
2: to
0: explain we won't <laughs> understand if we just <laughs> see him go there we, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very bizarre but uh so then the wackiness just escalates <laughs> from there and it gets more wacky but then it's these weird like the ideas are really dark so yeah, like,
1: and when you get a when you get a second to linger on him you see that it is weighing on the character on ash like like i was talking about when he says groovy in that part.
3: Yeah. Ugh.
1: When it, it, the camera oh. the camera lingers on How him. How dare l- you? <laughs> <laughs> the camera lingers Sorry, on guys. him long enough that you can see like, it's not like he says groovy, cut, it's groovy. And then he just sits there and kind of like, his mm. eyes are darting around a little bit and he's sweaty. Well,
0: yeah, and he, he like, you know, he he's like, he's trying yeah, his he's, best. He's fidgeting. Yeah. It's really, it's an interesting moment and like, the but i was thinking of him having to cut off his own hand yeah you know that is also like it's horrifying like the idea is horrifying mm-hmm. but in but then in a, not only right there is it undercut by him you know saying who's laughing now mm-hmm. you know yeah. he's clearly losing it yeah. right like he is clearly losing control and and um but then he cuts off his hand and then we have this looney tunes section of him being tormented by the hand,
1: uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, previously also, it's smashing plates on his head and
4: stuff. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> so, so good at that. before what, he cuts yeah. it off. Yeah. it's, it's trying it to off. creep to a cleaver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I
0: like so that good. though. Like I like no, it's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a long shot. <laughs> it is. Um,
2: of like he's, he's passed out on the floor and it starts pulling him <laughs> yeah. to the cleaver so it's that, so that he can get, grab it. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it's got like really good cousin it vibes. And they even
0: added like a little
2: gremlin voice to it.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. it's moving.
2: It's
4: going. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: Yeah. And then he
2: stabs it. He's trying to shoot
0: it. And then it, it turns going... into
4: thing, which is the. That's yeah. what I meant, yeah. Not oh. using it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Thing yeah, is the hand Adam Adam's Adam family. family. We
4: were talking about Cousin It before
0: the podcast <laughs> <I> started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're in love with Cousin It. I think it's funny <laughs> that Marianne said, I'm not a big Cousin It fan, or I'm not a big Adam's Family fan, so but I don't she's know. she's the one who knew things. She's the one that corrected. <laughs> yeah.
4: To be fair, I meant like the comics, not the... Uh, I've yeah. seen all the movies. Obviously. Adam's Family
1: well, Values is one of my favorite it's movies. It's so good. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, a, and Dylan
2: uh, like, Easton's
4: so freaking good in that movie. That's a series of that will never be on this podcast. Joan Huzek is phenomenal. I yeah. love her. Oh, in that she's movie. great in
2: that. Overall, real good recommendation from all of us. Right yeah, yeah. I family know. values. Family values. You can yes.
0: skip the first one and go straight to. Yeah. The and the first one. one's not even bad. It's no. just, no. it's just kind of nothing. Second one's just better. Yeah, oh. the second one is so good. terrific. Yeah, that's the one where uh, Wednesday goes to camp. Right? Yes, uh, and that kills is, a bunch of children. Oh my god! <laughs> or yeah. where she, but that what that's that moment. Oh my god, well, I'm totally getting sidetracked Sorry. here. But <laughs> Sarah the moment Miller. where she smiles. When, when, when it's in the play, down.
4: in the Thanksgiving play,
0: no, 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 no. Oh. where they're trying oh, to get she... her to smile,
4: <laughs> and then t- and uh. she
0: fights the smile the whole way, and she just
4: and then everyone freaks out. It's like she's scary. Oh yeah. right.
2: right.
0: <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs>
2: let's, back just to... let's just go watch Adam's
3: Family Values. i
0: kind of want to watch Adam's Family Values. Uh, anyway, back to Evil Dead Two, mm-hmm. the the wackiness escalates, and it and it does it turns into a very different movie, but then it keeps cutting back to these really dark mm-hmm. really upsetting
1: ideas mm-hmm. i think in my mind i remember those upsetting ideas being a bigger part of the movie mm-hmm. i think because those are the parts that are like that resonate through the rest mm-hmm. of the series a little bit more so sure like like the rules set out in that in the second movie have their tendrils throughout like the rest of evil dead stuff so in my head it was a darker movie than i guess it ended up being when i was watching it and sometimes i found myself thinking i wish this was scarier i wish the basement with the mom was scarier i wish there was more like cat and mouse or like she's gonna be under the stairs
0: i don't know well no it's interesting because i think it's a it's it's how we experience these things i find it to be a fairly scary movie Mm -hmm. not it's nothing like audition or uh or even the original Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. But I, f- I still have moments where I'm creeped out and and there's a jump scare in it, which I know is coming. And it's still, every time it happens, I go, oh, which so my I-
2: Henrietta, Henrietta under the stairs.
0: No, oh. I'm talking about when uh, w- we talked about the scene where Ash is losing his mind and everything's laughing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something happens outside and he shoots the door and then mm-hmm. he opens the door and backs up and then the camera pans over and then Jake jumps him. Yeah, And oh. it's that moment where Jake jumps him that every time I'm like, oh, Jesus. Because mm-hmm. so,
1: that one does have like the weird timing of the old movie. I feel yeah. like the one, sh- one of the big strengths of the old movie was that the timing of the scares was really good. I agree with that. And sometimes the timing of the scares in this one are not quite.
0: Because I don't think they're going for scares. Yeah. I felt like,
4: I don't know, I kind of felt like the first one and this one didn't really do the jump scares where you. They have, like, they're not jump scares them?
1: because you know that they're coming. But, but it's the just timing like the lingering weird. like him against the door. and yeah. You know that something's going to smash through the doors, but it's just timed out like one beat past where you think that it would normally happen. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 And I will say that like... Or neither Sometimes
4: more than one beat. Yeah. Yeah. Neither movie does the very common like horror movie trope of like, you know that something is behind the character, but the character doesn't. Like, oh, yeah. That's the thing that never happens that I kept expecting oh, to happen.
0: I think perspective is an interesting thing to talk yeah. about. with. I hadn't really thought of. Mm-hmm. Like you are... And then maybe that's why it feels weird when we jump to the airport. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it feels... Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> it feels so weird because we've never seen anything in either of these two movies away from this cabin area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... And it
4: feels so disjointed, too, because, yeah. like, it is in the middle of Ash going crazy. So, like, you have these really bonkers but very intense scenes of him yeah and then all of a like sudden he's it's just, just
2: like, like he's killed his girlfriend yeah and <laughs> his hands
0: become his, possessed and, his hands and, the, possessed. Yeah, and, and the then yeah the house is like
4: messing with him and yeah. then oh no you're just uh plane just landed it's fine people are talking yeah, yeah. these two people we've never met
2: before mm-hmm. landed on a plane who are immediately
4: to... kind of boring yes yeah. yeah
2: they're just talking about like oh we found the book we should go talk to your dad and you kind of have to piece it together like okay, so her dad is the one who was in the cabin Well, you cabin have before. seen her
4: previously. Yeah, you saw her before.
2: Yeah, but I think in that moment, you're still kind of like, okay, so this is going to be part of this movie now. Yes. Like, yes. you're realizing that, like, oh, that wasn't just flashback stuff. Mm-hmm. That's actually going to be a part of the plot. Right, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. It would uh, almost make more sense to, like, put that scene at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then, like, go into, and then, like, that way when you see, you see the, like, flashback visions or whatever of the guy the owner of the cabin talking about his experience you already know like oh this is the daughter she's coming to the to the, uh, I think yeah. we can, the cabin. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree think it built that.
2: up very well. The tension of no. like she is coming to the cabin. Ash is at the cabin. What's gonna happen? These yeah. two mm-hmm. things
0: are going to meet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, I think the movie does a very good job of putting us in Ash's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big important thing to me. It's it's not important for all movies, but for some reason I really like movies that settle on their perspective. It's one of the reasons I like Christopher Nolan films. He does a good job with this movie's being told from this person's perspective. This
1: is Batman's perspective.
0: Yeah, this <laughs> yeah. is is look how high up we are, uh, but I mean, not not literally not, not <laughs> <Right>. a POV, <laughs> but like how who are we experiencing this movie through? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of that. And I, I think the first I think Batman Begins is really effective because of that, mm-hmm. um, because this is Bruce Wayne's experience that mm-hmm. we're watching. Uh, And I think it's the same thing here. It's like we're really experiencing this through Ash. Yes. And he's like he's not you're
1: seeing things that maybe aren't even real that he's seeing at the same time. Right. And so we're
0: incapable of saying, well, what's real and what's not. Mm -hmm. And that just makes it all crazier. Yeah. And I think that is effective. And it's one of the like I said, it's a reason that when we break that and we go out to the airport, it's weird. Now, when everybody's in. The cabin. I don't have as big a problem with it. No. Because I like it as sort of shifting to where she looks and then she sees the chainsaw with blood and everything mm-hmm. and then she freaks out. Like, I, I'm cool with a switching perspective to that person. But when we totally switch locations and everything, I, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Well, okay. the airplane yeah. one is
2: the first part of that. And then we switch to them still struggling to get to the cabin, which yeah. like slows like, down the movie a little bit even more. And right. we're in their perspective again. And also
1: isn't from her. Like, maybe if they were all built from her perspective, then they could yeah. merge together. But it's, but it's like almost like host? from the other guy's perspective, like the... The, the Jake. Jake. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a little bit from him,
2: and it's just set up in a weird way when we cut to that scene, because, yeah, we're, like, dealing with him, and they're, they're showing the bridges out. It's and a good
0: filmmaking like, lesson. It's a really good yeah. filmmaking lesson here, because generally what you want to do is you, you ask, as a director, uh, as a writer, but as a director, uh, who is the scene about? Mm-hmm. Like, who is the scene about? And one of the ways that you can do that is, okay, well, in order for the audience to know that, that means the first person we're really going to see in this scene is probably going to be this person. Now, that doesn't mean you have to do it that way. You can also just be like, well, this is the person who's going to get the most in close up or X, Y, Z. The way that sequence is introduced where they're coming up on the bridge that's out and they're introduced to Jake, it feels like I agree. It feels like Jake is the person Mm -hmm. we're going to be spending time with. But then we kind of float to having more close-up time with Annie, and even more time introducing Bobby Joe. Yeah, which is even weirder because it makes it feel like Bobby Joe is very important. Bobby Joe
2: seems very important in the beginning of the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. she comes back for a little bit, and then gets killed right away. Yeah, yeah.
0: and that's you know, so it's, she's it's shot
2: a, and laying on the sofa through most of it,
3: really.
1: Yeah, like, and then yeah. she
0: swallows an eyeball. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I about Gets that. her hair eaten. <laughs> yeah, and then she runs out into the woods. Got yeah, a bad
4: night. She had a bad night. She Does she even run out to the woods? She just disappears. No,
1: no she, she runs, runs out. She gets too scared.
0: Yeah, she runs out after the... Then she gets attacked by the trees. Because she's holding the the, the, the hand oh. and she throws the hand yeah, out yeah, and yeah. then that's they, right, that's right, that's they show right. her That's For some reason, out. that's worse than swallowing an eyeball. <laughs> I think if I were going to run out, the swallowing the eyeball would be oh. the moment where I ran out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's... Yeah, I I, I don't want to leave Matt out of this because... Oh, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Sorry. I forgot I hadn't... Talked about my thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd like to know. So, I mean, we've sort of heard from everybody else. What is your experience with Evil Dead Two, and how do you like? Where do you place it with yeah. all this stuff?
2: So, I think, uh, much like we've talked about, I think I kind of also remembered it differently. I think I've watched Evil Dead and Army of Darkness more recently than I've watched Evil Dead Two. Like, I haven't done like a full rewatch in a long time. And Evil Dead Two, in both, was like not as scary in some parts as I remember, and also not as funny in some parts as I remember. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the Henrietta scene being a little bit more terrifying, especially when she's on the ceiling, like, spinning around. Mm -hmm. But this time watching it, like, it looks like she's just a ceiling fan. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it did not look that scary to me in this version. Um, I think mostly, I just, now I'm not as scared as I'm grossed out. Yeah, and I think that's another thing for me. Like, watching this movie in like high school and college I thought those things were hilarious like mm-hmm. gross out things made me laugh mm-hmm. and I'm not that person anymore so that just doesn't affect me the same way it's more like oh okay that's the choice yeah. especially like the, ju- the gallons and gallons of Kool-Aid shooting out from the cellar I'm just mm-hmm. like that's a lot of blood. Yeah. There's a um, great,
0: again, I got, you guys got to listen to the commentary because
2: <laughs> I, that's one of not the, not if you're telling us all the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm right. Though. Like there's Stop so much, it. uh, there's that sequence where Bruce is getting just d- blood gallons and gallons of blood. Is that one is going at the wall. Yeah. 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 After he shoots at the wall. And I love, I <laughs> love his line after that too. But, uh, so they, in order to do that, they had to rotate the side, uh, rotate the set right. onto its side, mm-hmm. and put him on basically a diving board. Oh, okay. um, so he wouldn't go. So, so he's laying on a diving board. But it looks like he's standing, but it looks like he's mm-hmm. standing up because they've tilted the camera as well. And they dumped on it. And right before they shoot it, Bruce is like, "Okay." Or Sam says, all right, Bruce, now if you're drowning, wave your arms. And Bruce <laughs> says, okay, but what am I supposed to do in this scene? Well, wave your arms.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> he said he was mixed messages there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I, and that's one of the few gross-out things I enjoy was that sequence, because it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess part of me also is the filmmaker, like the filmmaker and me going, well, that just seems hard <laughs> to do <laughs> yeah. all of that. You went to such great effort to do
1: the blood flood. I guess I really like gross out stuff, and the first one grossed me out
2: much more than this one did.
1: Like the pencil and the ankle. Yeah, the pencil There's and ankle nothing is like that in the ankle. Way worse movie.
2: than anything in this movie. Yeah, and that's why like I'm nothing in this movie like grosses me out. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like, but I'm saying like those, those moments that do happen in this just don't do anything really for me. Hmm. Like when they lean into that, um, I think it made me appreciate Evil Dead One. More really because I think this movie is kind of a mess. I love it, but I think it's kind of a mess, and I think it is sort of an assembly of things happening. There's not a ton of plot if you remove, like, especially for Ash, like, he doesn't really have any sort of motivation other than stay alive sure. in a continuation of the previous movie.
1: I think if you attach it like you talked about editing them to, into one movie, I think if you forget that they have the f- the beginning of this movie with Linda and you imagine it being the same dude having the same night, then it yeah. makes way more sense. Well, that's like what, yeah.
2: that's what makes it weird though is cuz like I texted Nick this last night after watching it of like it feels weird because it completely erases the plot of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like it completely retcons all of that. But I can't imagine a world in which you start with this movie. Like, if you watch Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness only, yeah, Evil Dead 2 throws you into this so quickly that I don't feel like it's as fun to and I, watch.
1: And I think that they made it with the idea in mind that you would forget the front part if you liked yeah, the first one. because like maybe you not like show the years
2: nec- watching it.
1: Yeah, like they don't show the Necronomicon again after they showed it at the beginning. So you could very easily imagine all of this stuff happened with his friends or he stabs and burns the book because they don't show it. So like you could you can edit out selectively in your brain. And I feel like that makes Ash more of a
2: rounded character. And that's that's why I'm saying is like it's very strange. Yeah. Like it's it's a weird two movies because you do need the first one Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. order to kind of be in the spirit for this one or like understand it at a certain level. Yeah. But it also completely erases that the first that's the first thing it does. So it kind of for me just felt uh, I think I liked a lot of what Sam was talking about with the first one of like kind of some of that more they're trying to scare you I think it is a more laid out plot movie as far as like A to B to C whereas this feels like A to Y like (laughs) it just jumps ahead and you're just like supposed to follow it and I don't think it gives you a lot of like directions along the way um well I just disagree with you both. <laughs> I, I, I just think I think there's so much that happens in this movie that I really, really enjoy, but I don't think if I saw like if someone was just to show me Evil Dead 2 and I had never seen Evil Dead 1 or Army of Darkness and had no appreciation for the like the trilogy, I would at the end I would just go. Alright. Like, I think I need the other movies around it to really appreciate it and like it as much as I do because watching it with a super critical eye, I don't feel like there's a good flow here. I don't care about Annie or any of the other people who show up at the cabin. And if you remove them from this movie, there is no plot. It's interesting to me because I saw this before I saw evil dead one.
0: And so to me, I watched this knowing that the guy who gave it to me said, it's basically a remake of evil dead one. Like, okay. And I watched it and had a good time, aware that it's like this is not a great film. Mm -hmm. It has all kinds of problems. But I got to the end and I was like, well, that was goofy and weird. And I like, you know, to be able to hand somebody a movie and go, here, have this goofy, weird movie. Mm -hmm. And then tell me what you think. Um, And then I watched Evil Dead 1 and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's just badly made. It's, and Sam and I had this conversation. Uh, I think Marianne and I did too. That I, this discussion about Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2 really illuminated something for me, which is the fact that one of the things I look for a lot in films is craft.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not a purposeful thing, um, but the craft in Evil Dead 2 is very enjoyable to me. And it's satisfying. And, like, the shots are good. The cinematography is good. The lighting is way better. Mm-hmm. The um, the makeup effects and everything. Like, I, that is really meaningful to me in a way. And, yeah, some of it has to do with budget. But there are higher budgeted films than this that look terrible. Yeah. And so for me, I think a big part of the the reason that I, I really gravitate to Evil Dead 2 and like it a lot more than I like Evil Dead 1 is, one, they cut a rape scene, which is great. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. two... They, they also re-envisioned it into something actually terrifying. That's another thing the, the that scene. So they took out, yeah. uh, you know, uh, a horrible rape scene that is very morally confused. Yeah. And then they put it in something that is genuinely horrifying and right. terrifying. Right. Great. But then on top of that, like, I enjoy watching the craft. I enjoy watching the different looking at the different rigs they built to mm-hmm. get certain shots like that's really important to me. Um, But I also get where you guys are coming from. That, like, there is a linearness to Evil Dead 1 that is not present in Evil Dead 2.
2: I feel like you get, and again, I do agree with most of what you just said as far as like everything in this movie is a better quality. The lighting, the makeup, all of that stuff is better. I think, yeah, even the acting. I think where it suffers for me compared to the first one is the story structure and the scripting and the plotting and just like as poorly made as it is the first one has a bit more tension because we get to see these people in the car we get to see them on their way to something we take we a little get to see that in this one too yeah but it takes five seconds
0: yeah, but weren't we also <laughs> all complaining about that that in the first yeah. one, that that well, was terrible in the first me, one? I, I, think. <laughs> I think we said we wanted,
2: we wanted more character development in those moments, but I think this does even less for the character development because it takes – I get that it's trying to wrap up the story of the first movie into the first five minutes of this movie, but because of that, like, I think I don't care about Ash and Linda at all in this version of the movie. Like it's Like, we don't – we're basically, like – Hey, they're dating. Hey, they love each other. Look, there's a necklace. Hey, this has happened. Oh, she's dead. Like, it's very, very quick, and there's no time. Like, as much as none of us liked that scene of him giving her the necklace.
1: Uh me, I liked it. Okay,
2: Sam did. Um, on Evil Dead One, like, it's at least a little bit of character stuff. Whereas, like, Ash didn't seem to have, like, lost much other than like his mind to me in this movie. And I think I think there are lots of Points at which they know their strengths and they lean into those. Like the makeup is so much better in this movie than it was in the last one. Like mm-hmm. Evil Ash is like a legit cool looking good design yeah. and a good mm-hmm. character. Um I think the honestly, like one of my, like I didn't remember this being one of my favorite scenes, but rewatching it this time, the trees like bashing the cabin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. the stop motion scene good. of like these trees, like Trying to destroy this cabin while these, while uh, Annie and Ash are in it, was amazing. I loved that scene, and it's mm-hmm. really well shot. It looks really like, like convincing, and because of that, that brings me to the scene I wish could just be cut out because it is so in the other direction of bad stop motion is the dancing scene. Yeah, when Linda's body, it like comes back from the dead. She comes out of her grave. <laughs> Naked <laughs> and having decayed like a hundred years in one day, Well, and she's a demon, I get I guess. yeah get that was actually
4: a question that I wrote down. I'm like, yeah. is this a rule that they do now? is like quick decom decomposition? Yeah. what is know. this so you- I
2: did though uh speaking of rules though, we did talk a lot in about in Evil Dead one that there was no rules. we didn't understand anything. There's still some confusion obviously in this one because they're not super clear with everything. What I did like in this is that they established the like daytime-nighttime rule. Yeah. yeah. That like, oh, the evil is like it comes Early out in the night. nighttime and mm-hmm. goes away in the daylight. I liked that a lot because it gave us – it made the evil more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it gave him a goal. Yeah. Yeah. To survive. Yeah. yeah. And it gave us like a lot more
1: – I think Ed's uh, possession is confusing because nothing really happens I don't remember to him, I don't how think? he gets possessed. Same.
0: Well, he gets his head put through a picture frame. Yeah. And then he gets knocked out. Henrietta because of that. touches him. So is it yeah, like Nereida grabs him and touches him? Is it like a lapse of concentration that allows well, something to possess Well, it seems to be that seems you? to be what happened to Ash. Yeah. lack of con- consciousness. Because he gets knocked out and then whenever into he gets the knocked out, he turns
1: oh, back yeah. into evil. Yeah. That's true, evil Ash. Sure.
2: But yeah, we get the. Uh, the I don't know scene. this for sure. Back back to to the dancing, dancing scene, scene is. I think terrible. Is
1: that the one that you hated too? Oh, I
4: hated that scene so much. Linda's dead
2: body gets up and because earlier in the movie we get a small scene that shows she has some dancing skills Uh and and like, so now she's a dancer. um, And so her zombie body starts dancing around out like taunting Ash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, And yeah, it's just one, the stop motion in that scene is very, very bad.
1: It's better than I remembered
2: it being, but it's very See, bad. See, it was way worse than I remembered it okay. being. Like, it makes some of the stop motion in, like, Beetlejuice look way, way, way better. The stop yeah. motion
1: in Beetlejuice at least has, like, it's something that I think if you're not going to make the best stop motion, you can have an aesthetic that covers it up. Yeah, And, and that's I think why this I doesn't think
2: have one. this suffered from that because it's a, we just saw Linda's dead body, like, get, getting buried and all this stuff. Yeah. And so this is... We've seen zombies in these movies before too, and like what they look like when they're makeup and they're real. Mm-hmm. So when you do an unconvincing stop motion version of this character that looks like it weighs two ounces, mm-hmm. yeah, just it looks around like a miniature. It actually it, yeah. it yes. looks like
4: a like a model that artists use. Like that's what it yeah like yeah yeah like, yeah. like it looks yeah. like yeah. it's just like
2: like weightless and just dancing around and yeah, I could have really done without that. And i, really I actually a, sorry,
4: I would have been. I agree with you 100%. And I would have been more okay with it if the aesthetic of, like, dead demonic Linda stayed that way. But immediately right after, she, like, comes up to the house and it's, like, a person with just gore makeup on. And I'm like, this is what's going on here. Because even, like, her head when she was dancing around is clearly, like, a doll head. Mm -hmm. So So there's times
2: that aesthetics change very rapidly and without explanation. Like, when you were saying when Henrietta changes into, like, the weird... Like, monkey skull face thing. monkey sounds yeah. thing. Like, there's like six different versions of that puppet uh-huh. that, like, appear in that one small little scene. And I could get, like, if it was like a transformation, but some of them look like a completely different creature. Mm-hmm. And it's like a weird in between stage. And I don't really know what's happening.
4: I'm made of completely different materials. Yeah. Like and, like, some different. are
2: yeah. very, very bad puppets, while others are, like, pretty good puppets. And well, there's one
1: part where it's, like, clearly hanging on the camera. Yeah. I think yeah. Is not... I don't know. I don't think she's scary. <laughs> I think it's like the new It. I didn't think that It was scary because it looks like something that's supposed to be scary, but the old It looked like a clown. So when she right. looks like a zombie old lady, it's like scary enough and you know what she can do that she is scary. But There's when more, it's trying yeah. so hard to be scary, then it's like you're just a weird monkey face.
2: Well, and It was yeah. it was more like that gross – and not in like the traditional kind of gross-out horror, but like in that the old lady in The Shining – Mm -hmm. like she becomes terrifying because like it's not what you thought it was and then like oh my god this is a terrifying thing that i can't get away from kind of thing and it's like when it first when henrador first appears you kind of get that vibe Mm -hmm. of it's kind of like this like dripping zombie and it's similar
1: to like cheryl's scariness because it's her mom so it's kind of like whoa
2: no yeah this is forbidden and it's I think lead, the moment leading up to that is pretty good where they start talking about her and they're, they're yeah. listening to the tape recorder and they just locked in Ash the in the cellar. God help me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then right as they say that, her head pops up. That part's up. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that because
0: it's, I love his scream. He yeah. has this really high pitch. <laughs> <scream. Yeah. laughs> I think it's like,
2: like I don't know, it was Ed or Jake or someone who's like, Something's down there with him. Yeah. Like, no. I do like that. They very quickly are like, okay, this dude is not the guy
1: who
4: murdered your parents. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we thought he murdered your parents, but I think sorry. maybe your parents murdered your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So going back to what uh, Matt was saying about like the dynamic between um, Ash and Linda, like, I'm not going to lie. I felt, at, I felt as though when they were just together and that type of stuff in the very, very beginning, that it didn't even feel as though they had been dating for very long or at, at all, really, because
2: I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, because it also was a weird thing that they weren't renting a cabin for the weekend. They just they found one. They one. were like <laughs> breaking into a random cabin. And in a different woke, state, no I guess. One, yeah. That no one would come in. Yeah. And it's that made me... That made it seem like, yeah, like this is like an early relationship. She doesn't really know what she's getting into. And then, she's dating this weird dude who's just breaking into cabins. And, and he even goes
4: like at one point like, well, so what do you want to do? I'm a man. You're a woman. And I'm like, what is that? Who, yeah. Who would say that who's in a relationship? That's not a thing. It's I mean, weird. maybe it is. I'm sorry, you guys. If no. that, if you've done that. No, God, no. <laughs> no thinking, I learned all
1: like... of my romance from Ash. When <laughs> <my> romance, so... <laughs> of course, give me some sugar, baby.
4: <laughs> uh, I hated it so much. It's... and then he's yeah. a chosen oh, one, yeah. and I That's hate
0: that second. even That's more. the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. no, he's he's referenced. It. It's referenced in this one. I like
1: the chosen. the chosen one thing though because he's so it. mad that he's the chosen one. I think I, it's fun. I think it works in this. I hate it because it's
4: like a prophecy style chosen one, and I'm like. I
1: totally agree with you. I hate that stuff usually. And when it happened in this and that bad illustrations in the book, I was like, oh, yeah, this is dumb. But I didn't forget he the lands, illustrations. But then when he lands and he's like, no, then it's kind of like, I don't know. I thought that was interesting and I, a very wanna, sad.
0: Well, I want to know how you feel once it's played out through Army of Darkness. Okay. Because I hate Chosen One stories. Mm-hmm. I hate prophecies. But I I really love it in this. because One, because he is an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a dumb prophecy. Yeah, I do yeah. too, and I and I like that he's really put out that he has to do any of this. So there's, <laughs> yeah. like, I I appreciate that side of it, and I. So that's. I find it entertaining, if nothing else. But I'll be interested to talk to you again after Army of Darkness. I do wanna he's know, still
1: like the dumb, lazy guy who wouldn't chop up Scotty's girlfriend in the first movie. Yep. Like, he doesn't take the initiative. Mm-hmm. And I think that that carries through really well on this one, too. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I do want to know, Marianne, what you thought of the ending. Because we get a wormhole <laughs> opens up, God. takes Ash and his car through time back to the year 1300. He lands. He... Th- threatened by some knights who gather around him, and then a deadite, which we're now calling them, according Mm -hmm. to the knights, uh, flies in, he shoots it with his shotgun, and they praise him as their, like, savior.
4: What? How did that... I hated it. I hated (laughs) it so much. Also, Okay, so, this is prefaced by the fact that, like, so the scene, well, maybe not the scene before, but right before it, like, when you have Annie, was that her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Annie, like, is reading from the book and then stops midway and then... Well, she does get stabbed.
0: No, no, no. No, 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 she stops before. She stops before. Because Ash has a great line where he goes, you didn't finish it. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like... (laughs) <laughs> the entire thing I've ever been thinking is like, oh my gosh, come on. If you're like doing a spell, don't stop. Just keep going. Because yeah. I think she stopped to like help him or something like that. I can't remember exactly what I she I think that, at. yeah, she but stopped it was not, for a reason, she but got not too a good wrong.
1: rumbled around,
4: I yeah. think, or something. And I was like, no, 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 just keep reading. And then she gets stabbed and then she like barely finishes it. So that, I was already annoyed at that point about that whole section. I'm like, you're a spellcaster. Keep reading your spells. <laughs>
0: Um, that wouldn't go over in D&D well
4: I know right <laughs> um, But anyway like I thought my initial reaction After it was all said and done Was oh okay great so this spell That you just used didn't do anything Except move everything Into the past <laughs> <laughs> What is that? What is that all <laughs> about? Why? How why does it why do it's you have a spell that a, does this? It's
0: such a fucking American thing to do, right?
3: <laughs>
2: like, <yeah.
4: laughs> not our problem. that Um time and space, technically, because they're not in America no. at the time. You're right. I mean, they don't
1: really ever say where they are exactly in but it dead, So Seems European. Maybe it's a different have, universe yeah. where
0: they, Well, okay, well that's
4: possible.
1: I mean they're it seemed like Crusadish. So yeah. I guess when I watch Army of Darkness, it always feels like Prehistorical to me, even though I know that they lay out that it is 1300, Mm -hmm. it feels like some kind of like like King Arthur time before time type of deal, I guess. But like they're on Pangea or something. Well, yeah, but
0: he also the way he talks about them in that like Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yes. Um, but yeah, (laughs) I
4: didn't care for it. I kind of appreciate that there was some level of comeuppance for him, just like, oh, well, he's now in the past. What do you mean? He didn't deserve
1: any come up. He didn't deserve it, but also mm-hmm. like
4: everything. Happens Where do you go from him? there? <laughs> Where do you go from there after whatever? Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> well, this will
0: lead us into an interesting conversation for when we finish this trilogy. So uh, yeah, but I would like to move on now to how we could fix this. Um, I will start mainly because I don't have a lot to say. I do really enjoy this movie. I think I agree mostly with this bad stop motion sequence that I think it would have been better if you just cut to him looking out the window and she reaches up and grabs him. And that's where we cut to. We don't need to see that whole Mm -hmm. thing where she jumps. "Ah!" It's it. it it it, it doesn't hold up. No. And I think when I first saw the movie, I that I was still not sure I was going to enjoy this. At that point. I was watching, I was going, oh, this is crappy. Oh,
1: that's pretty far into it. Yeah. Be sure.
0: Like, well, I don't know. It's about, probably about five minutes, ten minutes. When she's dancing? No, the dancing m- happens much later.
1: The dancing no. happens after you'd cut it off before, if you were going to edit them together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe it's only five minutes. I don't know. I don't know. It, regardless, I was still unsure about it, but then she grabs his head and starts slamming it into the the window pane, and I'm like, oh, this is funny. Yeah. Um So I would, you know, that's probably the only thing I would omit. I don't agree with you, Matt, and Sam about Evil Dead 1 necessarily being a straighter trajectory or anything or having more story. I think one of the things we complained about when we watched it was the fact that there's no characters here. And I feel like at least... not I don't think
2: it has characters. I think it has story. I, I think
0: it has emotional stakes.
1: And I think when I watch movies, especially horror movies, I get really wrapped up in like thinking about the horrible depths of despair that the people are in because they're having to chop up people that they know or like the situation they're in really impacts how scared I am of something. Sure. So I think evil dead one has such a like primal fear of like the people, you know, are changing, but in this one it's the people you don't know are changing. So it's whatever.
0: Uh, to me, this movie is about the, the gleeful horror it's inflicting on one person. Yeah. That's what it is to me. And, and to me, this works better than what was presented in evil dead one. OK, so and it, again, it's just how we experience this stuff. And for me, this one is more effective and more creepy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a lot that I would change. Ah, Even I... the introduction of the, the secondary oh, characters. Oh, the well, I mean, thing? there's there's some stuff that I could get in. And I think 20 hindsight's 2020. You could redirect. Yeah. Some of that stuff. I, but in terms of just removal and and total change for the project, I just cut that stop motion sequence mm-hmm. even,
4: even the introduction period that explains to you a book that you never actually see no oh, i like that part. <laughs> you know well okay. fine marianne how would you <laughs>
0: fix evil dead
4: 2 or would you uh yeah no i would definitely fix it um i would say <laughs> like i think it would be fun so start from the end Get rid of the like, he's in the crusades already thing. Like, mm, I'm that's fine be a with problem him. For this next movie. I'm fine yeah. with him being like sucked in and you never see because it like it echoes what happened in the end of the first movie of oh. like, oh, he just gets sucked <laughs> away and you're like, ah, you're a genius. Where is he? <laughs> yeah, see, I'm good at this. Yeah, if his last lines were, how
1: do you stop it? And then he's yeah, sucked and it into just the gets thing. sucked in. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, right. I
4: like, I feel like this movie either needs to go full on retcon. From the first one, or like not eat like just start from when it ended, right? Like either cut out that entire beginning sequence, mm-hmm. or like redo it entirely and make it make a little more sense. Right, but, but you got you,
0: this weird yeah, both and if you worlds.
4: if you do if you like retcon it, then I would kind of streamline the other characters that are there. Like you don't really need the boyfriend. He's a fine character to cut. You don't really need Jake that much. You can cut him out, you too. You gotta have some people to chop yeah, up Yeah, you can have some people, eyes. but, like, you don't need so many uh, and or, like, what I, if you wanted to just, like, kind of completely, like, you can make Ash a part of their group in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, maybe he went ahead and they were meeting him with the pages and he went to, like, find the, the like, parents or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But make something, like, yeah. something that makes the stakes like higher and make you care a little bit more about these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also like to see picking a tone and sticking with it for the majority of the movie. Like I'm fine with going in and out of horror elements or going in and out of like slapsticky elements. Um, But I feel like it just goes so far in either extreme that you're, it leaves this movie very just disjointed. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to make it more of a horror movie and then add some kind of bizarre, um, out-of-this-world absurdist elements, that would probably be my, be my preference. But I'm also on board with a movie that is more just bizarre, off-the-wall, that occasionally has some, like, creepy elements, but not full-on horror moments, if that makes any really? sense. Really?
1: That's kind of what this was, wasn't it?
4: I feel like those there were a fair amount of, like, full on horror moments that okay. didn't make the tone consistent
3: okay I think I, I
0: agree and I think it's more like just because you didn't find it scary mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that the horror moments weren't there it's okay. just that they weren't affecting you right in, in that way yeah. um, I think the movie you want may be Army of Darkness oh great
2: in certain ways when you were talking about it, I'm like <laughs> You're kind of describing Army of Darkness. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs> Aside from the whole taking out the Crusades yeah. thing, yeah, it kind of
4: <laughs> described Army of Darkness. Yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to that time. Yeah. But yeah, in in terms of this movie. It doesn't really no, make No, I think
0: I, I really love that idea of ending it like the first one where it's just like it seems like it could be final, but maybe it's not, and oh, my God, what happened?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. And, I love... and
0: maybe you do see that page. Like, I know you don't like the prophecy thing, but maybe you do see the
1: page of him in the Necronomicon. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets sucked in. And well, that's why
2: I in. wonder, is this movie made in a way, is, is it made by people who didn't know whether or not they were going to get to make that third movie? Though they did not
4: know. Yeah, the that's thing. what yeah. I was, I was what, expecting. That, it feels yeah. that
2: way. It feels that way like, well, we explained where he went. If we never get to make another one, yeah. yeah,
1: and there is a little bit of a retcon at the beginning of Army of Darkness yep.
2: of the end of yeah. this one too. Fair. So. They even change it again. <laughs> oh, great, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, they yeah. give him a
0: new Linda too. Yeah, yeah. so three Lindas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I there's mean, a Linda in there's a new Linda in Arm in Ash versus Evil Dead.
4: Four Lindas. W- wonderful. He has a so line,
0: line in there that's like, Linda of all the Lindas I know, you. <laughs> <laughs> Are one of them.
4: And a, and a of Lindas, this guy. Right yeah, now. a whole lot of Lindas. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. And I also, I don't know, there's a couple of little things here here and there that I guess aren't little. But I feel like the characters are just kind of blah. So make them more interesting. And also, this movie, also Evil Dead 1, but, or The Evil Dead, had a lot of moments of like, God, why is that character doing that? Like, that's a poor choice. I think that's <laughs> dumb. Um, Isn't that most horror movies though?
1: Y- yes, I don't. I don't feel like the first one or don't... this one had very many of those moments personally, but
0: I think I this one agree. did more than the first one. Really? Yeah. Um,
2: a lot of what Jake does. Is like, well, yeah, you... but he's mad. Yeah, what are you doing? He yeah, just goes well, out into the woods and starts shouting. Yeah, ah, yeah. Man, he's at least established as like a not,
1: not. Rational person, right? But I
0: loved. Yeah. Uh, there's that moment where uh, we didn't talk about it. I think it's my favorite moment in the movie is where Annie stabs him by accident. Oh yeah, and <laughs> then she's got to drag him around. I love that. Yeah, and then she's telling him to shut, shut up. up. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. So that's such a
1: good part. I think that part is like one of the scarier parts of the movie. Actually. It's
0: scarier. It's horrible. And it, yeah. you're just like, and you hate him so much. At yeah, that point. he should shut up.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, and I feel bad for her because uh-huh. I'm
0: sure there's a lot of guilt
4: there. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. But, oh, also speaking about that part. It really annoyed me that there are still no rules and Ash can just snap out of being a deadite because he has an emotion. I was
2: going to say he found his girlfriend's necklace. He had
3: an dumb. emotion. And,
1: <laughs> at, at least I, at least the mom feels like has the same thing happen
2: to her very briefly.
4: But it seems like she does I that because that she's out. like, no, that's yeah, fake, fake out.
2: I thought that was like what Linda does in the first. It's a movie, tease. Where she's like, "No, oh, Ash, don't
4: kill me." And no, like, no.
2: Nah. At the very
1: end, when she sings the song, and the mom was oh, like, you're "Oh, right. and that gives her time.
4: That gives him time to chop her head." Yes, off. Yes, right. We're sorry oh, for attacking so, you on that one. Yes, you are correct. You are correct. Yes, I'm not really sorry, but <laughs> you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm using the royalty. Nobody,
1: nobody ever does, so it's okay. <laughs> um, is it my turn?
3: Yeah, go yeah, for go it. it. I'm done. I'm done fixing it. How would you fix this? I feel like as
1: rude as I was to this movie. I love this movie, and it's probably one of the movies I've watched most in my life. I watched it in high school a billion times. Um, I think this time I was watching it more as its own movie. Mm-hmm. In the previously, I had watched Evil Dead 1 and then Evil Dead 2, and when I would watch it, I would usually watch both of them, and then in my head just be like, this is, didn't happen, this didn't happen, this didn't happen. <laughs> okay, now I can watch it. Headcanon. So, yeah, exactly. So now I think I wish, watching it again, that – they had either full retconned it or they had had exactly what you said or they had had like the guts I guess to be like this is just the next one Mm -hmm. everything you saw happen because everything makes more sense if you're like he just killed all of his friends and went through all this shit and now he's like sitting in this cabin waiting to die.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause then it
1: makes it more like that is a good portrait of like the last person left alive after a horror movie. And now it's toying with him and it's that ramped up You never
0: up. see. That's a very good
3: point. Yeah. And it's yeah. ramped
1: up so high in the first one where it is starting to introduce a little bit of slapstick and like wackier over the top stuff at the end of the first one. So then you're just like ramping up to the next level. But I think to have all the Linda stuff at the beginning is it's just like not as good as the rest of the movie and it's not as good as the original Linda, even though like there wasn't much original Linda sure. there to say was good or bad. But just the, like I said, I watch them more emotionally, I think. So to have him like his sister died, she's in the basement. I don't know. That was just more effective to me
0: mm-hmm. than anything that
1: happened in this one.
0: I really missed that mm-hmm. after, especially after you brought that up. Mm-hmm. When I watched this one, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I missed that.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think that the imagery of somebody chained up in the cellar is great and done a lot better in the first one in a more, like, st- visceral, creepy way with her slamming the thing. The the mom in the basement never quite approaches the same, like, iconic person in the cellar level to me. I would agree with that. Uh, Ash kind
0: of does it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ash does it way yeah. more, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I think Bruce Campbell gets a lot of shit um, because he's not, like, this classically trained actor or anything, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. But he has some moments in here that I really love. Yeah. And one of them is that moment where he pops up and he has the scared look. Says, There's something down here. Yeah. like <laughs> It's very believable. Mm-hmm. Like he, it, And maybe it's because he isn't trained that he's able to just approach it from a more realist. And I think as much of a cartoon character man as
1: he is, mm-hmm. the other characters in the movie are more cartoon character than him even. He comes across as like the real dude when the other people don't as much because they're like – they're like explorer people in high pants or like (laughs) sassy sassy mountain people yeah
2: well and i think he also gets to lean into a bit of the character of like no 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 you guys i've been through this shit i've been dealing with this all night you (laughs) believe me when i tell you this is what's happening yeah yeah and he that's even more so in the third one Mm -hmm. of like he's kind of the he's just sit
1: over he's the authority figure essentially of
2: just like he's like no, like, let me be your leader. And, like, when he steps into those moments, I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. When, when people let him.
1: So, I guess all that is to say, I don't think I'd fix much of the second half of the movie, but I wish I could see your edit of it where they're just one long movie. I really want to try that. That's I, I, that's, I, that's
0: what I want more than I anything. I want to try to do that, and then I'll just give you a copy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sam, what do you think? Okay. Because uh, that's
1: what I've always wanted ever since I watched it the first time. I've never liked the beginning part with Linda, but I've always liked the rest of the movie. And I just like. Love him so much that, yeah, that, that Ash so much that I don't know. It's fine. It's okay. a good movie. Matt, yeah.
2: how would you fix it, or would you? Uh, some of the things I would honestly fix are some of the smaller details that don't even like really matter all that much. But like <laughs> some of the more distracting elements that because so much of the filmmaking was better in this movie, that some of the ones that stood out to me is moments where they missed the mark on those things. Yeah. We're like, oh, the lighting inside of the cabin for to me looks so flat and uninteresting for most of the scenes that like huh. I think the lighting inside the cabin being a bit darker, more dramatic, would make the fighting of the hand and some of that stuff way more intense. And even like if it's trying to be wacky, at least doing it in kind of that like, it still looks like a horror movie, even though we're being silly. And I think like all the lighting outside. I think the car speeding off scene is really well done. I think all the stuff outside the cabin is really well shot and really well lit. That like some of the stuff, I guess probably because they were shooting it inside of a high school gym and they didn't really have a ton of money on this movie. But like some of that just felt kind of all right. We got six lights above him. Go mm-hmm. um, to me. So some of the lighting and also just like I mentioned about the first movie. The sound in both these movies is much more grating than I ever remember it being, and it just is, again, nonstop screaming, yelling, monkey noises. (laughs) Like, it's... (laughs) Laughing. Laughing. The laughing, I think, works because you're supposed to feel like you're going mad in that moment, but, like, when it starts to become annoying in other scenes, Uh I'm just like, none of the characters are reacting like this noise is driving them (laughs) mad. It's just annoying the audience.
1: That to me is one of the hallmarks of the series. I think that makes it effective and gives it the the but atmosphere that it has.
2: I agree to a point that I think it works for ninety percent of the, the moment. the 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 movie. Mm-hmm. I think what makes those moments even more effective is if you take one or two scenes and let it breathe. Okay. Like use silence to your advantage. Like. Don't necessarily. The climax of both movies is just like all of the sounds all <laughs> at once. Everybody's screaming and bleeding. Yes, yeah, everybody's yeah, screaming. True. There's horrible noises coming from the monsters. There's like all like both movies for me. The climax is just the most grating part. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think that, like lighting and sound design are honestly two of the things I would fix. As much as I think we've talked about the story structure and all that, I do think m- like mashing these movies in to one movie makes it better i think it is a bit of a mess at the beginning i don't know entirely how you would do that because it is a little i think
1: they left
2: it for someone to do i, I think... feel like they did <laughs> what well, I, I i think i want like, will i be the
3: guy to do <laughs> yes
2: <it. laughs> so see so, let's see so, like i like the the dream version of nick's version of this movie with a bruce campbell voiceover like explaining the intro uh, like, I think there's a voiceover in Army of Darkness mm-hmm. at the beginning. And I think I want, like, kind of that with more, more footage, a slightly longer version of that voiceover introduction thing. Because I think it works really well in Army of Darkness. We'll get to that. Um, but I think you can do a lot of what these first two movies do and explain some of that stuff with a little bit of voiceover hmm. and get some of that Bruce Campbell personality in there even earlier. Okay. Okay. Um, very possible yeah I think especially in the second one like if they would have just I know there was a whole rights thing so they couldn't use footage from the old movie but in a perfect world where they could just use flashbacks to that first movie show a little montage at the beginning with Bruce basically saying like you're probably wondering how I got here (laughs) 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 and then showing a little bit of the first movie and then cut back to the like frozen freeze frame of the evil of racing at through him. the thing yeah well right before that right like, and that's where he's like yeah basically the last shot of the first movie uh-huh. where the evil's racing towards him have it pause and then be like you're probably wondering how right. i got here that would be very good <laughs> then show a little it. montage of him explaining the first movie uh-huh. and then cut back and then have it pummel him through the woods right and I that's like that. where you start sure but
1: approved yeah, <laughs> no. yes. Chunk,
2: chunk. Hear that, Sam Raimi? <laughs>
1: I forgot to mention that I would have the final fight. Her not turn into a big long neck thing. She should just stay like a big weird mom. Yeah, creepy. Mom big weird mom's enough. way creepier than snakehead.
0: Yeah. I think. Uh, okay, well, yeah. but that's what I would fix. Cool. Well, we are running long on this episode, so let's. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we like talking about this. Yeah. Um. So now we need to rate this. I rate all of these films on a category scale. Uh, one and eh, not too bad. Little rain, kind of nice. Uh, category five could kill you. I'm gonna give this a one. It's got some problems. What did you give the first one? A three. Okay. Uh, it's got some problems, but I deeply enjoy this film. Uh, not as much as I enjoy Army of Darkness, but I. I really do like it. And I, as you were talking about, Sam, the sort of can-do attitude of the first one, I feel that here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're really experimenting with a lot of things, but they have a more capable team mm-hmm. uh, to do it. So, yeah, it's a category one. I, there's some stuff I would fix. It's not perfect, but but I do like it. So, yeah. Matt?
2: How uh, many Possessed
0: Mushroom Puppets?
2: Uh, it's going to get the same as the last one, which is four out of five. If I'm remembering how I rated the last one correctly, <laughs> um, I think that's right. I think I rated it four out of five because I think I enjoy these movies at a similar level. I think they're, I think the pros and the cons kind of balance out to a similar level of enjoyment of like the, all the things we've talked about here. Of like yeah. the wackiness of this one, I like a lot more. Some of the makeup and the scenes and the the ideas in this one, I think, are much more clever.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I just wish the story had a little bit more weight to it um, that I feel like Sam and I agree that like the first one had a little bit more of that of like you care about these characters not enough but more than I do in this one but at least they know each other yes yeah. um, having some sort of semblance of a relationship before the movie at least Um so, yeah, I give it a four out of five Possessed Mushroom Puppets. Cool.
1: Sam? I have the European Toilet Scale where uh, there's the one little water droplet for flush and pee and the bigger one for flush and poop, and you push them as many times and in what combination you need to to get it down, I wouldn't flush this movie. This movie is fine. Mm-hmm. This movie, no matter good or bad in these movies, it's a f- like a world that I really like to inhabit when I'm watching them. So it will go on the shelf alongside <laughs> Evil Dead 1. Where to I can Sam's look at bathroom. both of them, and there's just I'm an, in an in the Evil bathroom. Dead collection. <laughs> yeah, there's a evil magazines, dents. and then two
2: uh, books the... wrapped in human skin.
1: Yeah, just like the weird idea of a movie floating in front of the toilet. Because <laughs> <laughs> This doesn't belong in the toilet. This is fine. That's fair. Everybody loves Ash, right? I don't know. Right? I don't think Marianne <laughs> does. <laughs> He's your buddy. Out. Your buddy Bye. Ash.
4: He's always getting in jams. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Marianne, how would you rate this?
4: Uh, my rating system is a screeching tea kettle, which is basically how much time I want to spend away from watching this movie. It's a very good rating system. Thanks, I like it a lot too. <laughs> um, I would probably give this one, like a two, two and a half. It's like, what'd you give the first one? Four. Four. Holy sh! Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. it doesn't have a rape scene, so yeah, automatically yeah, yeah. gets a three. Yeah, yeah. Anything, but it's fine. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Unless I was, like, with my friends and, like, we made a drinking game of it or, like, had do something fun with it. And if that was an option, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'm on board. So, yeah, two, two and a half.
2: Which I think is interesting because that, at least for me, I don't know if Sam had the same experience or Nick, like, that's how we watched these movies in high school was, like, a group of friends. It was never, like, here, borrow, like, let me, like, loan this to you and you go watch it by yourself. Mm -hmm. It was usually, like... Hey, I have to show you guys this movie.
1: I watched it with my mom. Perfect.
2: <laughs> I watched it
0: by myself, oh, so right. fuck you. <laughs> sorry. I, I think a, it works in all the I different I had a ways, lonely though. existence, Matt. I mean, what well, am I going to say to that? <laughs> um, you're sorry and not in a sarcastic way. I'm sure my mom would watch it with you if you wanted her <laughs> to. <Okay>. Uh, <laughs> interesting side note, uh, my grandmother loved Army of Darkness. That is a oh, very interesting yeah, side note. I wouldn't think any grandma should just, ever even be exposed to I know, darkness. but I put it on and she was watching it and she just had a hoot of a time. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's she a loved, hoot of a movie. Yeah.
1: There is something kind of like good old fashioned rompy about yeah. that movie and about this movie too, kind of. Kind if of. you can get over like the gore and dismemberment, <laughs> it still has like the putting on a show kind of
0: quality. Mm. Yeah uh so now people crave but (laughs) apparently at least my grandmother did um so now it's time to leave you with something real good where each of us will recommend something really good for you to watch to i don't know i don't know if any of us want you to get the taste of evil dead 2 out of your mouth i have no idea um but we're gonna start with marianne marianne what is your real good for today
4: my real good is not actually a movie it is a video game um and I had this one for Evil the the Evil Dead, so I'm just rolling it over. But I didn't actually say it. Um, it's called Until Dawn. Hmm. It's, oh, that looks too scary. <laughs> that's the point. Oh. <laughs> um, so Until Dawn is I think it's only on PlayStation, maybe. I think so. Yeah. yeah so if you don't have a PlayStation, it's only on Xbox. I think it's PlayStation. Okay. I mean, it's only wrong. on something. It's only on a console. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's basically like a bunch of friends go up to a cabin in the woods and crazy crap starts happening and they need to like figure out how like figure out what's going on and like run around and like save each other and all that type of stuff and it's the type of game that um you jump around between playing different characters and you make choices for them mm. so for if anyone gets really really frustrated at character choices in horror movies this is your way to mm-hmm. remedy that. <laughs> yeah. And like, depending on your own adventure, it is a choose your own adventure, of right? your own adventure yeah. type of horror game. Mm-hmm. And like, depending on how it ends, I think you can have as little as like one or two people die at, and, or like six people die, which is everyone. I think.
2: I remember the trailer yeah. of that game, and it looked very, very scary. Too spooky. Yeah. Too
1: many people with no
2: eyeballs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think one is too many. Yeah, that, I, agree. I agree with that. It's okay. very, very spooky. Not, not for
1: the fair faint to of people. heart. With less eyeballs than normal. Well, but no, but when they're trying to murder you. If it's been recently plucked out by a beast. <laughs> yes. No good. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what's your real good for today? Mine's not a movie either. Oh no. Yes, no movie couch. <laughs> Mine's actually not a, even something I've read yet, but <laughs> I have sitting and I've leafed through it a number of times. The chilling tales of Sabrina, which is a Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot comic, which oh, I've is heard of this. What the new show is going to be based on, where she's basically like the wife of the devil or something and she's hanging out with Cthulhu and she's like doing like actual creepy witchcraft this
0: sounds like it was made for me (laughs) it's supposed to be great
1: my friend read it and just gave it to me and she was like this is really great so I'm gonna read it and you should too everybody (laughs) Chilling Tales of Sabrina and the art is like super beautiful and wow. I think some Riverdale ideas were taken from it, kind of like they were taken from Afterlife with Archie, which is also really good and legitimately unnerving. <laughs> it's like Walking Dead, but all the Archie characters are turning into zombies. Hmm. So those two things are like what Riverdale came from. But Chilling Tales of Sabrina is supposed to be better and looks legitimately frightening. That's the new Netflix series. <laughs> that's the new series. based on that, yeah, yeah with yeah. Sally Draper. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited about that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Matt, what's your real good? Mine is a movie. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? It's <is> a 2004 <laughs> musical horror comedy called Dead and Breakfast. Oh my god. Um a musical horror comedy. It's so
3: good. i hmm. oh, I'll uh, see about that.
2: <laughs> I think it's uh it's on par with Evil Dead 2. Like it is the same sort of like there is a lot of gross out like blood splatter type horror comedy things in this but it has like a weird musical soundtrack to it that like some of, the, some of the times it's like the band is playing in the movie while things are happening oh yeah um but yeah it's kind of that these people go to a bed and breakfast and then zombies happen cool um, but i remember liking it a lot in high school and listening to the soundtrack and all that stuff and
1: it seems like uh, something you would
2: like oh yeah in high it's, yeah no it was perfect for me because i was a fan <laughs> of all these films and then found this when it was like brand new weird i've never I, heard of it yeah i had never heard of it either mm-hmm. yeah no it's it is a movie i kind of forgot about until i was researching evil dead mm-hmm. and like looking for a real good and it popped up and they're like, some people liked this too. And I was like, oh, I did like this too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, go watch that. I think it has a, a cameo from David Carradine. Oh, yeah. Wow. And his daughter is one of the stars of it. Which they'll, is probably they'll, why
0: he... they'll come in the door for a musical, but they'll stay for David Carradine. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> no, they won't. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: excellent. Actually, yeah. I want to go see that now.
2: It's fun. I used to own a copy. I don't know that I still do. Maybe we can find one. All right.
0: What cool. I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's a zombie DVD. Oh, no. uh, my real good is, I couldn't decide because he made two movies that I think are, are very similar to this, but I'm going to go with the one that is more analogous. Um, and that is Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Um, so Peter Jackson, who directed the Lord of the Rings films and then uh, the Hobbit films, um and uh this is a film that was made in New Zealand very low budget uh splatter gore comedy thing uh about a, a sort of nebbish man who lives with his mother his overbearing mother and then this uh, weird Sumatran rat gets loose uh kind of, looks,
1: <laughs> kind of looks like when
0: the mom turns into a monkey head at the end of this movie yeah, yeah um so uh, some similarities there. And uh, it's a a love story, but it's also this weird horror story and zombie story. It has a baby zombie, which is...
1: It's just a dude kind of trying to do the best he can when there's zombies everywhere. Yeah,
0: (laughs) and uh, trying to take care of his mother even after she's turned into a zombie. And and it's very gross. I mean, it is very gross. It's
1: disgusting, yeah.
0: This is not like, you know, you watch Evil Dead 2 and you're you're not grossed out by Evil Dead 2. I guarantee you, you'll be grossed out by Dead Alive.
1: Peter Jackson can do some gross shit. Yes. Like, Meet the Feebles is the grossest shit I've ever seen in my life. You
0: ever well, seen that movie? You heard it here.
1: Ugh! <laughs> <laughs> I saw a movie and I was like 10 and it ruined my life. Yeah, it's a pretty... You know, That's what made Sam the way he is You've today. got a
2: pretty good life going for you, That's Sam. That's haunts me in the dark, though. <laughs> Is the end of Meet the Feebles. I had never seen this, but I just pull up the poster and whoa! Yes. <laughs> Fuck, you. It's fucked. Marianne, look at that.
3: What?
0: Yeah. It's so gross. I don't. Really I don't want to see it.
2: it. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <Is> <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah. So check out Dead Alive. Uh, that is gonna do it for this episode of Real Bad. Uh, next week we will be diving into the '90s with Mortal Kombat, and I'm looking forward to that. Mortal Kombat. So
2: King. King. <laughs> None of us really committed to that. No. <laughs> we all kind of failed and hoped the others would carry it, but no. Nope. Nope.
0: Oh, you see, The Dead and Breakfast. I've seen that poster yeah. everywhere. Okay, anyway. Uh, d- yeah, turn it around. Sorry. I've, I've actually seen that poster all over the place. And... The best independent horror movie of the year, said
2: Rue Morgue Magazine. Well, there you go. Oh. If Rue Morgue it's like a bad horror it. movie, only worse,
3: <laughs> is their tagline. Oh, oh Yes. Uh, That's not a review of it. Right? No. If you want to follow
0: us. <laughs> On social media, you can follow us at RealBadPod on the Twitters. Uh, you can find me at NG Jenkins if you want to. Uh, Marianne, where can people find you?
4: I am at MF Silva on all the social medias that I'm on.
0: Excellent. Sam, you've got your own podcast. Yes,
1: me and my girlfriend, Rachel. It's called Real Love, R-E-L Love. And every week we review a movie that we force each other to watch. But sometimes, like this next week, we're gonna watch and talk about Infinity War again. <laughs> again. Yeah, we're gonna do an episode about Infinity War and go see it also again. Um, oh, gotcha. Okay. And uh, no, we're not doing two episodes. That's what <laughs> <we're just> doing <laughs> no. Two episodes to really unpack uh, it. No, no, huh? no. I mean, you uh, could, you could, I guess, yeah uh real love that's the one and at slam schultz is all my social media stuff yeah you've been more active lately i've been trying to i gotta get my brand
2: out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) perfect matt where can people find you
3: uh at matthew
2: gatos see you already got a brand it's just my name (sighs) (sighs) mine's almost
0: my name but different yeah you added
1: a letter an l
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, real, real, real bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can head over to CageClub.me to check out some of our podcast siblings, uh, like Winona Forever, and uh, of course, The Contenders, which Tobin Addington is uh, a part of with his sister Iselin. So, yeah, head over there, check them out. They do great things, and we really enjoy being a part of them. Uh, and until next week, this has been Real Bad.